Yo, welcome to the Cold World Podcast. I think it's been a minute, man. I think it's been a minute, but I'm around. Um, I'm launching on a bunch of different platforms now, so it's on um, Podbean, iTunes, Spotify, Google. I think we on mo- we, I think we on all of them now. So um, I hope things have been good. We got a bunch of little, a bunch of stuff to talk about today, man. Um, it's a lot going on, especially in the world of, of, of pop culture. And um, I enjoy pop culture, but I'm a big, a huge, um, huge Eminem fan. Like I've, 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 I've said this before. Um, you know, I have my three top MCs are. Nas, M, and Hov, and I count M and Nas as like 1A and 1B, and then I put Jay-Z there, uh, but out of nowhere, our our guy, our friend, um, Eminem just decided to, he'd had enough, and he wanted to drop Kamikaze uh, Friday night. It was amazing. I, I am... I am somebody who is, like I said, a huge, huge Eminem fan. Like bars, spitting. Um, I mean, just just alone, like the first track alone, the Ringer. Just what that dude did is just like it, it just it don't make sense on what what he was doing as far as what he was saying. How technically he was just on topic, like how he was on point. Um, that's just the wrong person to to, to upset, man. Like that that's just the wrong person to upset in hip hop. So I'm really, really interested in um in the folks that respond. I don't think very many will. Um I think a lot of folks are wondering if Joe Budden will respond. And uh I mean he can. I like Joe. I like Joe Budden a whole lot, man. I think he's a dope rapper. I think his 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 second career in doing uh media, hip hop media, is popping even more than, you know, as his rap one was. But I'm sure he'll talk about it. I don't know if he's jumping back in that ring in, in, in that arena though. But it's hip hop, man. It's hip hop. Like I, that's what you want to see. I want to see, like it's the sport of it, like the competitive nature that is hip hop. I'm better than you. I'm about to tell you why, and I'm gonna bust you down the whole way as I tell you why. You feel me? Um, but we'll see. We'll see. Um, my favorite tracks on there was definitely the Ringer. Uh, fall. Um, I just enjoyed the whole thing, man. And I'm actually one of those people that didn't completely hate the last album. It wasn't one of his best, but what I there are parts of it that I did appreciate. Like I, I looked at it as somebody who had a long career and had a lot of stuff happen and was like, you know, just on some let me apologize to people type stuff. And I think that's what he was doing, man. I think his mom's is getting old. I think that. You know, he he got a lot of guilt around some stuff. So I feel him. He was trying to, you know, do his beach chair song the way that Jay-Z did. And when Jay-Z did his Kingdom Come album, it was the same response. People didn't like that. You know, people like, like nobody likes a happy Mary J. Blige. They don't, they don't need happy, good relationship Mary J. They want drama, upset, you know, that's when... What's the 411 came out? You know what I mean? And I think the same with Eminem. Like, people don't want a peaceful Eminem. Like, 
somebody who's chasing their sobriety and trying to change their life, they don't want to hear that. They want to hear somebody that's upset, that's mad, and that'll rip your head off lyrically. And uh, you, they knocked up that tree and they got it. So we'll see what happens, man. But I love that album. It, it, it's on, like, repeat for me. Um, the other thing around the music world, and this should have been first, I mean, but um, I just got through listening to him, and that's why I was it was on my mind. But uh, R.I.P. to Miss Aretha Franklin. I mean, she got a Queen's send-off, and um, I think she deserved every bit of it. I think that that woman is majestic and i've never heard of a corpse having different outfits i've just ne- i've never heard of it i think her having the red pumps on and and these cats rolling out with the with the with the pink caddies man like that's just if you're gonna go man like that's how you go i think i i was watching this uh documentary on felix mitchell if for those that don't know felix mitchell was this huge drug kingpin from oakland and uh like the real like Nino Brown. Um, and when he died, like there's like these documentaries that show like the way in which like these people celebrated his life. Cause he was bringing in jobs and giving away turkeys and doing a whole bunch of stuff. And you know, it was, that's outside of that. I've not heard, uh, a funeral for a black person be that popping. I don't know. I'm sure that there are. I'm sure it's just a lot of stuff that I don't know about personally. So before you flame me and tell me what I don't know, like I'm telling you, I don't know. Um, I, I like I, I mean that. Um, People celebrated his life because he was bringing. Yeah, so we're not gonna get this feedback popping off though. All right, let's let's, let's get that feedback up out of here. But um, so there's that. Um, I you know I know there was a little controversy around what happened with her um at her funeral uh i actually didn't watch the whole thing man that was that thing was like eight hours long b like that's the blackest thing that was on tv yo like for those that don't know black church goes on forever it doesn't stop like it just it don't unless the pastor's favorite football team is playing that eve that day like it's not stopping um they're gonna take offering like four times like, it's just how it goes, man. So I did not uh, watch um, the funeral. I, I caught up with it, but I didn't watch it because it was long. I knew I would get the highlights, though, you feel me? And I appreciate the highlights. I appreciate that woman, man. She is a she is a queen, yo. And then um, John McCain. So President Barack Obama has just been really busy, man. Uh John McCain died and his home going was the day after uh, President Barack Obama gave a really dope speech uh, celebrating his life and just showing you how adults, regardless if they Republican or Democrat, are supposed to conduct themselves because our current president does not conduct himself in that way. Our current president, like, conducts himself like he is, um, like, like, like he is Jeezy the first year Jeezy came out. Like, our, our... Our president acts like he just got off, like, this is his first time touching money after being on the block. Like, that's who this dude is. And while I may like that in my rappers, I don't necessarily want that with the guy that has the codes uh, to nuclear weapons. You understand what I'm saying? Like, 
like the level of petty and the level of um, just disregard for human life that that dude has. Right. So, you know, President Barack Obama holds up this um, like he just holds up this level of 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 of, uh, of of just humanity, man, that we just don't normally see. And this is the thing. I remember like when Bush was president, I remember crying when George Bush when George Bush won a second election, like I was in, I was in high school. Um, I think it was right before I, I, I mean, it was, I just remember like when that dude won, man, it was, it was crazy. And, uh, I remember how much people hated him. Like he was not a good president. Like we did not like that dude. And yet, and still that brother is light years better than Donald Trump. Like, like, that's just crazy, man. Like, I don't think some of y'all are young that listen to my podcast. Um, oh, and I appreciate all of you as well. Like we've did some really good numbers. I don't know why I keep leaving, but it's just, I got too many things on my plate, but y'all are dope. But some of y'all are really young. Cause I got numbers on it. Like people did not like George W. Bush. He was not like as cute and cuddly as people are making him out to be now. Like, I know it's like this running internet joke that he has this huge crush on Michelle Obama and and they got him giving her some candy or something like that and it went viral. Like people like really love them from George W. Bush right now. It's crazy. It is so it's wild, yo. Like the dude like lied about Iraq and weapons of mass destruction. But anyway, and Donald Trump is worse. Um Donald Trump, man, that this dude is Oh man, that Donald Trump needs to drop a mixtape, fam. That's just that's just what needs to happen. He he needs to just, you know, a mixtape, pop that thing on out, man. Do do your thing, but um, but anyway, uh, Megan McCain, John McCain's, um, his daughter gave an amazing speech, and she went at Donald Trump's throat. Um, I mean, she is a Republican through and through. You feel me? Like she holds those values and. They gave Donald Trump that heat, man. So Donald Trump has been disinvited from two very, very important, like, like very important funerals. And I, I don't think anybody is actually realizing how big of a deal that is. Um, these are these are these are these are presidents. These are supposed to be the most respected people in the land, and folks is not rocking with you like that. Um, that sentiment, man, it's, it's, it's some real stuff. So the other thing, man, before we get into like some, some real stuff, I'm still on this pop culture thing. Insecure has been back. We are at the fourth episode and this season does feel different. Um, you know, it was a, listen, so when Insecure came out, I was never like expecting to like, Insecure wasn't a show that I felt would be made for me, right? Like, I felt like it was f- by women, for women, and, and, and because of that, I was going to, like, support it. Like, I was going to watch, but I wasn't expecting to get much out of it. I thought it was going to be, like, the young, hip, black sex in the city, right? And then I was wrong. They they had some really, really bomb writing those first few, those first two years, and, like, dudes was, like, into it, you know what I'm saying? Like, I think a lot of people felt like, you know, they, they really dug the Lawrence character and it was a, it became a vehicle for men and women to have these conversations that we probably normally wouldn't have. They were bringing like real, you know, black 
20 something early 30 something issues on a onto hbo and like people was identifying with that yo and so this year they you know lawrence is not there now i want to say this i like lawrence's character and i do think that there has been a little bit of drop off with him gone but be that as it may i do like that they had them break up and like did not do the back and forth like i'm so happy they didn't do the olivia pope move like i'm not I got so tired of hearing about Olivia Pope and, and the president, man, like, and that show started out really good for me. And then by the end, I didn't even get through the last season. Like, I just couldn't, I just didn't care no more because they kept pump faking with that so much. And I just got burnt out by it. And I also just had an issue with the white president, like, smutting, like, this brilliant black woman that could be running the world on her own. Like, it just, it bothered me for a few different reasons. But anyway. Like, I'm I'm not about to put on, like, a hotel pad or nothing like that. That's not what I'm saying. I'm just saying if the if the writing would have stayed good, I would have probably stayed with it. But Insecure, while this season has felt very slow, um, I felt they actually could have started the season at episode four. Like, I, I think those first three episodes, like, I don't know if we needed those. But I am glad that, you know, her and Lawrence are, like, it's a, it's a finality there. You know what I mean? Um, I, I, I love the way that they show Molly. I think, you know, I, I love seeing a successful, like black woman, like moving up in her career and showing these very real issues that you go through, whether you a man or a woman, just trying to like move up and, and figure that stuff out. Um, I really, I do dig that. I think that that's pretty dope. Um, and I think she plays the hell out of her character. But the season has been really, really slow. Like, I, there hasn't been a lot of things. Like, like the last few years, like, me and my female friends could, like, get into it. You feel me? Like, we were, like, we knew there was going to be, like, a fun water cooler, like, lighthearted argument about what just happened. Like, yo, was Lawrence wrong? Nah, Issa was wrong, this, that, and the third. And it just, I just haven't, like, none of those, I haven't seen many of those moments. You know what I'm saying? Um, it just ain't been there for me but i'm gonna keep watching because i think isa is 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 super dope i think she's super smart i think she makes amazing content you know what i'm saying i'm gonna keep supporting her and whatever project she got you feel me because like she's just super super like dope to me um now off of this stuff off of like the um the 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 super like pop culture stuff like let's let's dig into real life what what's been going on with me um i think a lot of you saw that i took my parents um to the bahamas man and that that was something really special for me it was it was special for a few reasons one you just don't know what tomorrow brings like i do decent i'm i'm not balling by any means of the imagination right but like um I wanted to create some moments that can never be taken away. Like if I lose everything tomorrow, like my parents will have those moments forever burned in their mind. Right. And, uh, and that was just a really cool moment for me. Like I didn't even do much when I was in the Bahamas. I, I wrote, I worked on some stuff and then I got out the way. Like I, I wanted them to have, you know, their romantic walks on the beach and, and I did a photo shoot and a video thing for them. And, uh, they were just so grateful, man. Like it was, 
it felt really, really good to be able to do that and to get that to somebody. And, you know, I, but that's, that's just been my thing, man. For, for people that have not traveled outside of this country, I would really, really push you to do that. Um, one, you know, some of the mis misconceptions that are there, like, it ain't, I think we pump things up to be bigger than what they are. So, for instance, before I traveled out of the country for the first time, I just thought it was going to be super expensive. I thought it was, um, I thought it was just out of reach. I thought it was just a whole bunch of hassle stuff that you had to do. And, and, and it wasn't. It really, really wasn't. And um, did some research, found some good discounted prices. And I spent more money traveling inside the country a lot of the time than I do when I actually leave the country. And... You just get a different perspective on life, man. Like, I gave a talk um, not that long ago. It was on the last episode that I played, but I was talking about homeless. Like, I've been homeless before, right? But what I was explaining in that talk is, man, there are different levels of homelessness. Like, there, there are different levels of poverty, right? And so what that made me reflect on was, like, I've been homeless before but i've been homeless in a way where i've lived in shelters and had to check in and you know stuff like that or had to live with family which a lot of people have had to do right when i went to paris i saw there was a park uh it was in the summertime so it was hot and so and, and, it, and the sun doesn't go down in the summertime in paris till late so it was the sun it wasn't getting dark until about ten thirty at night and uh, there was this park, and I was just kind of sitting down, chilling in the Bastille. It's an area in Paris. And uh, it was just these, it was families, yo, like just like getting ready to, to lay it down and sleep outside. And I saw babies and little kids, and I saw these big old rats, man. And like, this was just life for these people. And these were black people. Like, these were like, so we have an immigration issue. Um, Immigration is like a big thing here, right? Like it's a heated, we don't treat our immigrants really well here. And even with how bad we treat our immigrants here, it had nothing on Paris. Like, like I was there right as Brexit was happening. And basically there are all these refugees uh, that's, that come in from Africa and they treat these Africans so bad, man. They treat them so bad. And uh, like I was an American black person. So I actually got treated really, really good, and it was it was it was just weird, man. So like, I see all I see, and it's like like kids, yo, like it's like sixteen year olds that's that's coming in from Africa and just trying to like get settled in Europe, man. And uh, you know, Europe just wasn't happening, and 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 I, I I saw that right at the beginning of Brexit, and this is right before we elected Trump, and uh, you know, you just think certain things can't happen, but you gotta pay attention. Like folks that don't know history are like doomed to to repeat it, and so that was a new level of poverty. That was a new level of animosity. Like I I, I face animosity here as a black man, yo, and it, it bothers me. Like like I mean, I try. I gotta raise money for my company. I have to like navigate this academic world, this professional world, and all this stuff, and it's frustrating, yo. Like I haven't been put over by cops a whole bunch of times, man. I live in Oakland where these white people in Oakland right now are acting up. They are calling police on people. Uh, in San Francisco, they just throw a kid off a bus physically for playing this music. Like, like folks are like, in the world of Trump, like, people are really uh, letting their racism show. 
Um, and yet and still, man, even in all those experiences, yo, they treated those Africans way worse than that. And like, it's like government sanctioned, uh, mistreatment, man. And, uh, it, it, but if I didn't, if I never left the United States, if I never left California, right? Like you don't get those perspectives. Like you don't, you don't, it takes leaving the United States to really, really, really appreciate the United States. Um, I'm doing this research right now for my dissertation, and one of the family, one of the, the one of my subjects is um, he comes from an immigrant family, and the way his parents viewed the United States and his grandparents viewed the United States, um, because they didn't, they weren't born here, like you just be like, man, what place are they describing? Like where, where is it that they're trying to go? You know what I mean? And like they, those folks really see this place as the land of opportunity. Like they really. There are people that really risk their lives to get here, and we got a lot of stuff to fix, man. I, I think there needs to be a lot more knees kneeled or, or you know, you got to keep fighting that power, man. Um, I mean, me and my black rage or whatever it is you want to call it, man, I think it's justified. I think it's there, um, but I'm, I also think I'm built for it. Like, I just, I just, I, I think that my life leading up to these moments have built me and prepared me. Um, like I don't want to be nothing else, man. You know what I'm saying? Like I, I don't, I don't, I don't want to be nothing else, man. I feel like, you know, sometimes I feel bad for folks that didn't have to go through nothing growing up. I know that sounds crazy. I know it do, man. But I just feel like you can't outwork me. Like you, like if if, if it's me and you going after this thing and it's and it's our lives on the line, like, like I'm gonna beat you. Like if you ain't never went through nothing, like I'ma beat you, yo. Like if if you if you've not seen the ugliest side of what life has to offer, it's not gonna be good for you if you gotta go up against me. Like I, I tell kids, man, like that's in their struggle. Like I I still go and I talk at shelters because that's where I came from, and I'm just like, yo, part of this is a blessing that you just don't know yet. Like you have no control over the situation. All you can do is go through it and learn and live. And like, that's the thing about life, man. It never pauses. It's going to keep going. And all you got to do is survive it. If you survive that moment, you now have that experience, yo, for the rest of your life. And and people, you know, we talk about trauma. You know, we always say trauma like it's a bad thing, man. I don't know if it's a, let me explain what I mean. The reason why deer survive is because they have their sen- their senses are heightened, right? Like anytime they hear something rustling in the bush, anytime they like smell something that's out of, that's 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 foreign to them, like they're ready to run, they're ready to go. It 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 is the trauma programmed in them that like helps them survive. So what you gotta understand is like if you came up in poverty, you came up black, or you brown, uh, if you're gay, if you like are were bullied or or whatever that negative energy that was around you, like you got to understand, like the blessing in it is that it's reprogramming you to be able to survive and to thrive. So like, for instance, I I hear things differently in boardroom meetings, right? Like there's a lot, and I, and I have a lot of degrees, but I, like there are people that sit next to me that hear, they, they're listening to the meeting and they're, they're figuring out strategy and things like that. And I hear those things differently. Like, 
Like, it's almost like sonar, right? You know what I'm saying? Everybody else at the table don't have the same sonar that I got. So how do I use that sonar of mine that's special to make me special in this moment? And somehow, by the grace of God, I've been able to figure that out to put myself in certain positions. You feel me? Like, like that's, you know what I'm saying? Like, that that's something that, like, that, that that's something that you got to, be appreciative of man people not built like us they're not built to withstand what we withstand you know i truly believe god don't put more on you than you can handle so like in the midst of whatever issue you're going through whatever storm whatever depression whatever trauma and all that stuff like when i say energy converter yo like how you decide to look at that situation can change your life man i'm not this is not like, I'm not some motivational speaker. I'm not trying to hype you up. I'm not trying to gas you. I'm just telling you as somebody who's been through a lot of stuff, who is now in a certain position in life, and I'm still trying to move forward. I use every single bit of that, yo. We can name a bunch of people. We can name Maya Angelou, who was raped as a kid, man, and who who grew up with two sets of teeth and was made fun of and all that stuff and, and, and talked funny. And then, like, she took all that pain and learned how to, like, express it and became one of the greatest poets of our time. We can come more, like, in the in the present with, like, a 50 cent who got shot nine times. Like, nine bullets went inside of his body. You know what I mean? And, like, he could have been done at that point. Like, damn, I'm trying to be a rapper and I'm trying to stop selling drugs and do this stuff. And this is what happened. I'm, I'm going to just give up. But instead... He turned that whole thing into, be, into having the, the largest hip-hop debut of all time. You see what I'm saying? Like, it's... Everybody got cards, yo. Like, this is why it ain't always just random people winning in poker. Like, it's a game that's that, that feels random, but it's not. People play the cards that's in their hand. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm an amateur poker player. I could I could, I could get dealt four aces, yo like five times and a poker champion is still gonna beat me because they know how to bid they know how to use what's in their hand they know how to read me so like now you know how to read rooms you know how to like make a dollar out of 15 cents you know how to stretch you know how to put a little bit on the lights and put a little bit over here and make sure the rent is paid like you know how to do these things that other people can't do so we can complain about it Right. Or I can look at it and be like, you know what? Ah, I hate the way they treat these black folks, man. I hate the way they treat us. Yo, I hate like I think I want to change it. Like. Fam, like. I, it's hard to have this conversation because I think sometimes people rightfully so are so caught up in their hurt and their pain, which is a real thing. My blessing is there was so much hurt and pain early on in my life that I got numb to certain things. Like I didn't like, like, do you understand? Like both my parents on drugs, like the the two people where it was in their DNA to take care of me could not when I was a child. So like I took care of myself and I raised myself and that has a lot of like negative outcomes to it. But it also like, I'm really, really, really self-sufficient. Like I can really go make things happen. Like, I don't expect anybody to give me anything, regardless if they love me or not. Like, I look at people very differently. Like, if the people that is programmed in their DNA 
to love me the most can't take care of me. What do I expect from Joe Schmo on the street? Nothing. I don't expect anything. You feel me? Um, I don't know, man. There's a there's a lesson there or a message in there for somebody. I hope they get it, man. Um, the other thing is, I've been getting asked to do a, a, a podcast answering questions about like relationships. So I'm a transparent person, but I also don't tell my business at the same time. But I'm gonna ask. I'm gonna do this show. I'm gonna do this show, and there were some questions that came in from 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 a few different people, and I'm gonna I'm gonna answer the questions. I I, I whatever I answer. I, I mean I'm not putting nobody on blast. Like I'm talking. I'm, I will talk about me and the decisions that I've made around like my choice to be single or you know the way in which I focus or whatever the case is. But I do that. Y'all been rocking with me for 83 episodes. I, I can do that. I can make that happen. Um, at any rate, man, I, I don't want to hold y'all too long. Um, oh, Mr. Fab, um, Stanley Cox. Uh, he's my friend. We went to school together. Uh, he's super six, talented rapper. Uh, he's written a bunch of hits that you don't even know came from him. Um, he's a ghostwriter, too. Runs an amazing company downtown uh dope era clothing which i wear proudly uh he just wrote a book and the reason why that i'm pumping up that book is called the dope era oh, dope era of the book um by stanley cox and i'm pumping it because man that that's that we from the same neighborhood he started his career as a rapper he took that platform and did so many amazing things and giving out backpacks every year and giving back to the community and 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 all that stuff man like go buy that dude's book and the reason why i'm inspired just by him even finishing that book and putting it out is it's not how you start man it's what you do so you can finish up the way that you want to finish like who knew that that dude that used to beat on the table you feel me when we was in high school and he was cracking jokes would become a multi-platinum rapper a philanthropist a business owner and now an author and a producer and even more stuff. You know what I'm saying? Like that's a blessing, man. And that's a blessing of somebody that, 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 you know, I talk about getting it out the mud. I, I did that show with Ben's and Ben's Hilaire, who's been on here before. Um, he, he even has an album called get it out the mud, but that's what I mean. Yo, like, like get it out the mud, man. Like nobody ain't going to, it's nobody's job to take care of you. It's nobody's job to, like, give you nothing. I don't care how bad you've been treated. I don't care how bad the chips were that you got handed to you, yo. Like, you either going to stand up and do what you need to do, or you're going to complain about it. Nobody is going to sit and just listen to you complain, man. And if they are sitting and listening to you complain, you need to get those people out your life. Period. Because misery loves company. You know how I many times I done, like, stopped back by, like, my neighborhood and you know folks is like sparking one up on the corner which i have no problem with i don't care if you smoke or whatever you know what i'm saying and then they and i stop by i show love and gap and and then cashes want to talk about how bad their life is like i don't i got things to do man i got like i got things to do like i i have i have shit to do you my mans in the whole nine 
I got love for you. I don't want to see nothing happen to you. I will dap you up. If you're trying to help yourself, I will help you, fam. But I cannot sit here and just while 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 cats is just complaining. I can't do it. Like I can't let my spirit be exposed to that because that shit is contagious. Winning is contagious and so is losing. And I'm not saying like you you better than any of your friends or none of that stuff. I'm not saying any of that. And I'm not saying that like don't be compassionate or empathetic when it calls for that. Because there are there are times for that. You know what I'm saying? There's times where people got to get me, get my ass off of my shoulders. You know what I'm saying? Like I, I get depressed, man. Like all those things are true. But yo, man, if you complain about the same thing in 2018 that you was complaining about in 2017, that you was complaining about in 2016, that you was complaining about in 2015 and 2014. Like I got friends right now. There are female friends of mine that are on Instagram right now telling you how men ain't ish. And that's cool. Like you not you not wrong. I had some trash moments myself. But if if that is the thing that you're talking about year after year after year after year, I have male friends that do it too. These women is blah, 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 and this, that, and the third. If, that's the, if you're talking about the same thing and you ain't progressed from that spot, fam, like, it's you at this point. It's you. If you're the person that's just complaining about your job and you've been at that job and you complain about it, Every single day for every single year, and it's going on three years, four years, five years. Go start something. I say this all the time. Do your nine to five. I'm not telling nobody to quit their job because they got bills to pay. Like I, I don't have. I know it's some white kids that can do that, and that's dope. God bless you. If you can just quit, and you can bless you. You are blessed. You don't understand how blessed you are. Drop to your knees and thank God for how blessed you are that you can just quit your job. But like I always say, do your 9 to 5, pay your bills, and then your 5 to 9 at 5 p.m. to 9 a.m., better yourself. You got Google. There's nothing you can't learn off Google. I taught myself Photoshop on Google in like a day and like played around with it. I ain't the greatest, but I know enough to get by on what I need to do. I taught myself how to like shoot movies and, and the film stuff and create content from there. It ain't the greatest. I taught myself how to podcast from there. Now we on episode 83 and over 150,000 independent people have like listened to me and heard me talk about some shit. You see what I'm saying? Like, I, I, I can't like we going to struggle, man. Like, that's a part of life. I'm not mad at the struggle, fam. But like. If you complain about the same thing over and over and over again, yo, I can't have you around me, man. I can't do it. I can't. Like, I can't. I ain't better than you. I ain't at all. I just don't want to hear that shit. With love. So, shout out to Fab, man. I think he talking that in his book, man. And his, it's, I, I read a little bit of it, man. It's dope, man. It's dope. You know why it's dope? It's because it's from him. He has something to say. Like, make a goal. Make a real goal. Not like I want to be a millionaire, right? But like, like make an actual goal. Put a stake in the ground and drive towards it. Who cares if you fail? I fail every day. Every day. When I get off of here, I got coffee brewing. Like, 
I'm about to go and try to rewrite this chapter for my dissertation because I just turned in a draft of it. And the first draft is trash. But guess what? The first draft is always trash. It's always trash. Listen, fam, there was a trash. There were there were trash versions of songs on Reasonable Doubt by Jay-Z. There were songs off of Illmatic that had to get reworked a few different times. Like, he didn't just do all that off top. You understand what I'm saying? Like, you it's like you, you build up over time. Like, you gonna fail. Would you afraid to fail in front of these people? The same people that's on the same social media that you on? You afraid to, like, fail in front of the people that live in the same neighborhood that you live in? You afraid to like fell in front of the same people that work at the same job where you work at? Upset about the same stuff? Going through the same stuff with their spouse or their significant other? People curate their lives on social media. Like I like showing when I travel and stuff because when I was a kid, I didn't I didn't see it. Like I didn't see that. I told y'all, man, I wanted to be Jerry Maguire, man. I was so pumped. I love Jerry Maguire. I love that movie. I love it. I thought his life was so dope, man. Like, this is what I'm, this is how dope Jerry Maguire was to me. This fool, like, lost the number one draft pick. And I was like, yo, mom, he's still on a plane going home. I had never been on a plane at that point. I'm like, like, I said, yo, like, his worst day is better than my best day. But I ain't never seen no black sports agent at that moment. I'm sure, I guess they existed. I didn't know. He might as well have been Batman to me. So now when I travel and I do this stuff with my parents and or I go to Vegas with my brother or I got a meeting coming up in London in a few weeks in October, like I'm going to share it because I know the people from my neighborhood that's looking at that stuff, man. That's like, it's people on my social media that's like, I remember when that little nigga was dusty and dirty. And look at what he doing now. Yeah, I ain't special. I ain't hella smart. I have to read shit three, four, five, six times. Over and over and over. And then, guess what? When I still don't get it, I go to YouTube and like, yo, can I find a video on this? It's just putting in the work, man. And there are times when I get lazy. But I show the work because, like... This is where this is one of my beefs with rappers, and I and I have some rapper friends, and I'll say this. I'm like, yo, like, fam, you run a really dope business, but all you showing is the chain, the girls, and these cars. Like, if you actually showed the work ethic that you got, because that's what sets you apart from a lot of these other people, fam, you would be changing lives in an even different way. Like, did you see the transformation that Gucci Mane went through? He went from fat belly drug addict can't get right spewing all his feelings on Twitter to then getting locked up man and then like coming out and like changing his life he started drinking water he started working out he 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 took care of the woman that stood by him through all the stuff he might still rap that stuff man but that dude grew up in front of our eyes that's the that's the story man that's the story you know, and and I know I know a lot, man. Listen, man, I know if you're from Oakland or Detroit or Chicago or whatever, like the ultimate goal is to be respected in the boardroom without losing respect on the street. I don't want to lose the respect from the people in the neighborhood that I grew up at. 
but I don't because I'm just me, man. I stay me. Like, I show you in a struggle. So if I fail in front of y'all, which I will, I do stupid stuff all the time, man. But if I fail in front of you, so what? What's going to happen? All right, I'll shut, this, I'll shut the social media shit down. Whatever I want to hear, that's fine. I'll get back up. You'll watch me lose it all and get it all back again. That's what happens. That's That's life. Anyway, with that being said, um, the next episode will be me answering them silly little uh, relationship questions. Whatever. You can send me more questions, too. You can you can leave a comment and you can go into my DMs. You can do whatever. I, I keep them discreet. I don't say who sent what question or whatever. I'm just going to answer it if I want to. I might not answer all of them. But episode 83, we're going to make it to 100, man. And then we're going to see what we're going to do with the podcast from then on. But at any rate, yo, take care of yourselves. Take care of each other. Um, have a good one, yo. Peace.